love. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Happy lunch hour, folks. This is Skip Coriel, and we're back at you with the Home Defense Show. Hope you're enjoying your lunch. As you know, we air originally uh, noon on Friday, so what a great way to end your week. Of course, most of you will be podcasting this show, which is star-spangled awesome as well. But uh, how are we going to start out this show? Well, like I always do, I suppose we'll talk about some personal stuff here. What have I been up to? What have I been doing? Well, as usual, I have been pursuing, relentlessly pursuing, the elusive whitetail buck. And, uh, man, the elusive whitetail buck is eluding me. He is kicking my butt big time. But I haven't given up. We've got uh, two days left of the regular shotgun deer hunting season. Then we get one day off. I guess the deer need to rest. And then we go into muzzleloader season. And, as luck would have it, I have a muzzleloader. In fact, I just went out a couple of days ago, and I bought a brand new scope for my muzzleloader. And uh, please do not tell my wife, okay? Don't go on Facebook and spread around, ah, oh, Skip bought a new uh, scope for his muzzleloader. She doesn't know about it, and, you know, she doesn't really need to know. But it's a nice scope. Uh, Crossfire 2 by Vortex, and I have a feeling it will exponentially increase my chances of bagging the big buck. So, whether that's true or not, I don't know, I don't care. It's a new toy, I love it, and it goes on my gun. So it's all good. Now, what else have I been doing? Oh, I, uh, you know, over the Thanksgiving holiday, my, my oldest son, he's 30, and his wife and four kids were up. And talk about chaos, mayhem. Um, it, it was like societal collapse right there in my own house. You know, seven kids all under the age of ten running around screaming. You know, it was just uh, bizarro land, but it was good. It was good. Chris, my son, and I, we went to see that new Mel Gibson movie, Hacksaw Ridge. And I have been wanting to see that for the, the longest time. And uh, I, uh, <clears throat> it was, it's the real-life story of Desmond Doss. He was a pacifist who enlisted in World War II to be a medic. He uh, didn't want to carry a gun, and uh, his comrades didn't like that so much. But, you know, it's a, just it's an awesome show. I would say, how do I best describe that? I best describe that as harrowing. Jeez, I, I love my movies. I hardly, uh, when I actually go to the movie theater, there's a movie theater, uh, you know, within 15 minutes of our home. They've got the most awesome uh, Chicago dogs. And so I'll, uh, when I go into the movie, I've got to load up on the Chicago dog there. I'll put tons of jalapenos, onions, tomatoes, mustard, ketchup, you name it. And I'll usually get two. Then I'll get some, uh, they don't have Mountain Dew, so I'll get, you know, Coke or Mellow Yellow, which isn't as good, but hey, what are you going to do, right? The prices are fantastic there. And so I get all loaded up on my Chicago dog. We go into the movie, watch the previews, and then the opening scene starts. And I'm sitting there, I'm chowing down on this hot dog, and 
there's blood and guts spraying all over the screen. It was very realistic. I, you know, I, I take a bite of my hot dog and there's some intestines blowing up and take another bite of my hot dog and, you know, somebody's brains is splattered out. And, uh, wow, it was tough, but I finished that hot dog and then I launched into the nachos and cheese. Very realistic. And I think that's important in a movie. If you're going to show a movie about war, you should show it the way it really is. And in this particular movie, it was the battle for Okinawa in the Pacific in World War II, and that was one of the bloodiest battles of the war. And uh, this guy, man, he had it for bravery. Without a gun, he went up in there on that uh, hilltop, and he carried out 75 wounded American soldiers, uh, even two uh, Japanese soldiers, and lowered them down a cliff. If you haven't seen that movie, go ahead and see it. You know, if you got a strong constitution, go ahead, get the hot dogs, um, nachos and cheese, you know, whatever you like. But just be aware, you might want to not want to take young kids to this movie because it is a little bit raw. Um, I mean, I got a fairly strong constitution, and it tested me. You know, it was it was kind of like uh, uh, the, the Passion of the Christ with uh, napalm, white phosphorus, and flamethrowers. So uh, go ahead and check it out. It's over two hours long, but awesome movie. You should go ahead and uh, see that. Uh, what else we got? Oh, you know, my kids are homeschooled, so today... Uh, as part of their history lesson, uh, we're going to go out and we're going to sight in my muzzle loader. Um, it's uh, it's a nice muzzle loader, lightweight. Got that new scope on it, and uh, I'm going to show them the movie Gettysburg so that they can see exactly how the war went there. Yeah, I know that's a little graphic, but hey, that's the way it was, and I want them to know how it went. And then we'll go out and I'll show them how to operate a muzzle loader, you know, what the differences are. So it's kind of like a science and technology and, and history class all in one. So we'll go ahead and do that. And let me see what else. Oh, I got to dig up some more potatoes. I just cut some more wood. You know, I work my butt off, but it's gratifying. I always feel exhausted, but satisfied at the end of every single day. So that's what I'm doing. Now, let's see, what is the rest of the world doing? The rest of the world, I think they're just crazy as loons myself. But uh, let's go on Drudge here. Drudge is my new source of choice. Am I the only one who gets depressed sometimes by reading the news? I mean, I am just so sick of this election. Now they're contesting the election and trying to uh, override it and get rid of it. You know, I want to tell you folks... Beware of the far left. I mean, you probably already knew that. But these people, they do not respect the rule of law. I mean, Trump, he was elected legally, constitutionally, but they just don't care. All they care about is power and maintaining power and getting more power. So be real careful about these guys from the far left. we got to hold their feet to the fire and uh, keep them honest. Speaking of fire, here's a headline, Smoky Mountains Burn, Tennessee Wildfires Rage. Boy, it sucks to be in Tennessee, huh? 
Um, well, I hope you get that uh, puppy put out. I'm sure you will. A lot of good people, hardworking people down in Tennessee. You guys will get that out. And then the trees will grow back. Everything will be fine. All right, drone jacking, next big security threat. Okay, I don't have a drone, so I don't really care about that. Robbery suspects arrested after being chased by a drone. That is good news. If you at least have something good come out of these drones. Uh, why are so many elite, as in rich people, building bunkers? They're quietly moving away from the cities and building bunkers. We're talking billionaires, millionaires. Well, hey, here's a news flash. The world's going to hell in a handbasket. And, uh, you know, a lot of the rich people, the richer you are, uh, the more access you have to higher ups, to the elite, to the oligarchy, so they can see that they can see the writing on the wall. They know that, you know, we are just like we're walking this this the apex of the razor's edge, right? And uh, you fall off one way, one way you get a pandemic. You fall off the other way, you get the, you know, societal economic collapse. And so they know that, and they don't want to lose their, you know cushy, plushy lifestyle. So, yeah, they can afford to go out and build a multi-million dollar bunker and maintain uh, some semblance of their lifestyle. Now, me, I can't do that. I've got 20 acres. i got a farmhouse built in 1899. Damn. But i got a nice pole barn and a man cave. So, hey, I'm all set. we got plenty of food. we got ammo. we got water source. we got heat source. We are cock-locked and ready to rock, so societal collapse, come on, baby. We're ready for you. What else we got here? All right. Something about a porn star nominated for 20 industry awards, and then he died of AIDS. Okay. What else we got in here? Okay. Here's the oldest person on the planet here. Uh, the last person alive born in the 1800s. Wow, uh, I'm not looking forward to that one. I, I went ahead and read this article because it looked interesting to me. And uh, this lady from, I think, northern Italy, she eats like an egg a day, and that's pretty much it. She never leaves her room. Uh, she's mostly blind and deaf. And I'm thinking, you know what? I, I'd, rather, I'd rather go out in a blaze of glory, you know, maybe a gunfight or something. I'm not much into being deaf, dumb, and blind, and laying in my bed waiting to die. But that's just me. Maybe uh, maybe I just have the wrong perspective. Who knows? What else is here? 95-year-old man found brutally murdered in home. Well, he should have fought back. Where was his gun? Well, I won't judge the guy. He's 95. Okay, we got a Pennsylvania prison guard accused of pepper spraying inmates' genitals. I know, there's something you don't see every day. Uh, I guess, oh, the inmate had made his own wine from leftover fruit, and uh, he didn't comply with the guard's orders. Don't know what the orders were. But uh, apparently, yeah, the guy was stripped down naked and didn't do what he was supposed to do. And, boy, his Johnson paid the price for that one. Yeah, that's got to, uh, that's got to hurt. That's going to leave a mark. Well, I think that's, that's enough for the, the news here. I just, I don't know how much more news I can, I can handle. I don't see anything else here. 
Oh, Putin has a secret cloned canine army. Yeah, send them over. All right. ISIS is targeting Starbucks. Well, well stay out of Starbucks. Plane-carrying Brazilian soccer team crashes, 75 dead. Wow, that was a rough game. All right. Well, folks, that's about it for the news today. Um, not a whole lot happening out there. What uh, what are we going to do today is uh, we are first going to speak with Larry Jackson from Elite Firearms and Training. He has a special method for personally fitting people with handguns. Um, we have problems with this all the time out on the gun range. People go out, they sign up for a class, they'll come there with a brand new gun, and then lo and behold, they suck. And they go, gosh, why do I suck? And I'll say, hey, you uh, you bought the wrong gun. I say, well, yeah, but it cost me 700 bucks. Teach me how to shoot this gun. I say, sorry, what am I going to do? Tell you what, you paid 700 I'll give you 400 for that gun right now, and you won't be totally out. They don't appreciate that at all but folks uh we'll talk about that he's got uh, a unique way of personally fitting people with firearms uh it takes like two and a half hours for him to fit someone with a firearm but when they walk out away from his shop they've got a gun that they can use that they've tested uh and they're not wasting 700 bucks on a useless hunk of steel that they can't shoot so that's good and then we'll also uh talk about some other stuff, uh, not sure yet, but I'm sure it'll be interesting because I am interesting. Okay, folks, let's uh, head off right now, and I'll take a little break, go teach my kids how to shoot a muzzle loader, and then I'll come back, and maybe in the last segment I'll tell you how that went, but I'm sure it's going to go fantastic. Stay tuned. This is the Home Defense Show with Skip Coriel. We will be right back. My name is Sage Coriel. Welcome to the Home Defense Show with my dad, Skip Coriel. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare. But for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call. And I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose. And with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. This is Lawyer Liz. Join me each week as we discuss drones, the Internet of Things, and all the technology in between. It's Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz, Wednesdays at 2. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Okay, folks, welcome back to the Home Defense Show. This is your host, Skip Coriel. We have a, uh, a special firearms trainer on, on the line with us right now. This is Larry Jackson from Elite Firearms in Training. Larry, we want to talk to you about 
um, you know, you and, and what you do, the services that you provide for especially uh, beginning uh, pistol shooters. Larry, why don't you start out by telling us who you are and a little bit about Elite Firearms and Training. Well, first of all, I'd like to thank you for having me on today, Skip. I really appreciate it. And uh, a little bit about myself. Um, I've been uh, around handguns most of my life. I've carried them when they weren't fashionable to carry. I'm a USCCA instructor. I'm an NRA instructor. I have quite a few different ratings. My wife and I, Nancy, we uh, put on a class prior to Skip's Thursday night class, or Saturday's class, on Thursday evenings. It's a four-hour class, and it's designed for all shooters. That class is uh, four hours long, and we go into a lot of different things that you need to know uh, as a shooter or as a beginning shooter to handle uh, the firearm properly. A little bit about me, um, or a little bit about Elite, I would say. Uh, Elite started a year and a half or so ago. Uh, my son, who's a police officer, and myself started it uh, because we felt that people that are selling guns out there probably are not doing justice to the people that are buying guns out there. So we've come up with a different way of selling guns. We want to pre-fit you first before you buy one. Uh, we let you try different ones out. If you don't have the proper fit, you're not ever going to shoot the gun correctly. Well, Larry, uh, let's talk about that a little bit um, because uh, I remember uh, when you first started uh, doing that, you know, we had a lot of problems, uh, you know, when we were teaching together. Um, a couple of things. One, we had a lot of people coming to class who had never shot firearms before. They had trouble following the safety rules. And, and that's why we started your, uh, you know, intro to handguns class so that people would, would stop pointing guns at us on the range. Uh, I always find it a little bit, a bit disconcerting, and I know you did too. And when people go to your class prior to my basic concealed carry class, I know that they do a much better job on the range as far as safety goes and uh, actually operating the gun, things like that. What are some of the things that you go over in your intro to handguns class that you feel are a prerequisite to uh, a basic concealed carry class? Well, we start off in the beginning how to stand, and it, it sounds kind of minute, but if you don't know the differences in the stances and how to stand, you won't manage the recoil correctly. Your body has to be part of shooting the gun just along with everything else. So we go ahead and we start with the stance, and then we talk about the grip, and we talk about how to sight the gun. All the way through this four-hour segment that we teach on Thursday nights is the people that are in that class have a gun in their hand and they're using and working with that empty firearm, and it's all classroom. Uh, some of the other things we do, we, we talk about sympathetic muscle reflex, the role of eye dominance, muscle memory. Is the gun too big for you? Is the gun too small for you? Uh, how does a gun fit you? What caliber is correct for you? In guns, there's a lot of different handguns out on the market. 
but there's a lot of different body sizes out there in the world today too. And each one takes a little bit different twist to what they have to have. Some people can handle a 15-pound trigger pull. Some people can't handle 5 pounds. So the gun that you buy has to be adjustable, uh, not only for fit, but for everything else. Mm-hmm. What uh, What are some of the most common mistakes uh, that you run across as far as people buying a gun that isn't good for them? Well, what are some of the things that that you uh, that they wish they could take back? I, I guess. Well, okay, guys, don't take and shoot me. I'm just the messenger here. Uh, we get a lot of ladies in the class. Uh And we asked them where they got their firearm. The last class we had, there was an older lady. She was probably mid to late 60s. Uh, Her husband said, you take this gun to class. This is your gun now. You're going to use it. Well, it had a 15-pound trigger pull, and it was a double-action revolver. Um, And she had very short, stubby hands and she couldn't even reach the trigger. The husband buying the wife the gun is is one of the mistakes that are being made. Another one is ladies like what I call uh, bling, go in and buy something with pearl grips on it or buy something with stainless steel or buy something that's pretty. Pink candles, maybe. Yeah, Yeah, candles or something like that, Some, some bling. And it's unfortunate that, most of the big box stores, when you walk into them, the salesmen behind the counter, don't, they don't care about you and what you're going to do with a gun. They, carry about, they care about, you know, the sale. And the sale can actually get you into trouble. We look at it a little differently. We look at it as this is going to be a tool of last resort, something that you're going to have to use when things go really really badly, and you have to be able to handle it and use it and make it work the way it's supposed to. Yeah. Um, what? Uh, go ahead. I know you do it differently than everyone else. I mean, you, you run your uh, business out of your home, and you got a gun range right there. So um, just take me through the process. Someone calls you up and say, says, hey, you know, I want to be fitted for a firearm. Step by step, what do you do? What's the process? Well, we ask them, first of all, how much experience they have with a handgun, not firearms in general, a handgun. If they don't have any experience at all, we ask them if it would be, if if they how they would feel about going to the first step course, because that's the beginning. That's where everybody should start. Uh, even if you've been shooting guns for a long period of time, you should start in this intro or handguns 101 class. Um, we've had state police officers bring their wives to the class, and that when the class is over, the state police officer says, boy, I wish I had been taught that. Um, so there's a lot of different things that we go into in the classroom. Then um, we send them to you. Uh, after they go through your class, then we bring them back, Um, And we custom fit the gun to the individual. Uh, We 
I have quite a few guns that we can use, um, and we take and make sure that, A, it fits their hand, and, B, they can reach the trigger so the, the take-up is in the right position. And we make sure that they can rack the slide, and we make sure that they can drop the magazine, or we make sure that they can load the gun. What we have the hardest time with is most guns are made for right-handers, and so if you get a person that's left-hander and they want to shoot a revolver, that gets to become a little bit more difficult. So we work through all these little nuances until they get to a point where they're comfortable, and then we take them out on the range and we give them a gun that we've tuned and we let them shoot it. Now, Elite's been around for about two years now, and we have yet to have one person come back to us and say, you know, this gun doesn't fit me, uh, because we take extra time. A gun sale in a normal store would take anywhere from a half hour to 40 minutes. Our gun sale takes about two and a half hours. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's fantastic. I have not had uh, any of my students come to me um, after buying a firearm from Elite Firearms and Training and tell me that they were unhappy with that. I always get glowing reports. Um, that's why I'm always very uh, I'm always very happy to recommend Elite Firearms and Training to, to my students because I know that they're going to get personal attention. They're going to get a gun that they can actually use uh, physically and, and psychologically. Well, we'll talk a little bit about... Uh, Recoil, because you know we're getting a lot more students who are older, uh, a lot more females. We're getting more shooters who have weaker hands, maybe arthritis, carpal tunnel, you know, less hand strength. So, talk a little bit about uh, the importance of the right amount of recoil. Recoil management comes back into body strength, uh, muscles, uh, a whole bunch of different scenarios. Things that you can do to manage recoil, if you want to just look at the hardware part of this, you can port the gun, uh, which means you drill holes in the barrel, and it helps you manage the recoil. You take a 9mm. You can cut 50% of the recoil out by porting the gun. The downsides to this is if you're using that as a concealed carry gun and you're going to carry it at night, the muzzle flash is going to blind you. You're going to be handling the recoil, but the muzzle flash is going to blind you. So then you have to look around and see what kind of ammunition you're going to carry that has the least amount of, of flash when you shoot your gun. Other things you can do is you can teach them, coming out of the isosceles position, you can teach them how to control their body mechanics so that maybe they don't have the gun stuck way out they bring the gun partway in, and they lock their body up, and this also helps. Um, if you have a proper fitting handgun, recoil that you have isn't going to be that unmanageable. I had a 73-year-old lady out on the range about a month ago, and we gave her uh, a 22, we gave her a 38, uh, we gave her a 380, we gave her a 9-millimeter, and we gave her a 40 all in different frame sizes. And the one she picked, the one she loved the best, was the 9 millimeter with a 115-grain bullet. 
So then we have some special ammunition that we designed that's designed for concealed carry that has 70 and 80 grain bullets in them but have more speed. So recoil is governed by the weight of the bullet coming out of the barrel. So what we do is we put some of the lighter stuff in and let the individual shoot it, and then there's no problem managing the recoil. Hmm. That's awesome. So there's a, there's a lot to it. Uh, you know, just don't run out the first gun that you see or one that looks pretty to you. You, you get one that's personally fitted to you because your hand and your, your, your arms, your shoulders, every part of you is specific and unique, different than everyone else. So one gun definitely does not uh, fit all. Uh, Larry, Larry, this has been fantastic. We're about out of time in this segment. I appreciate all that you do and the service that you provide to new gun owners especially. Larry, can you tell us how can we get a hold of Elite Firearms in training? How can we get a hold of you? So it's uh, Larry.Jackson at techmastersinc.us is the uh, email address. If you want to get a hold of me by phone, it's 616-299-8715, or you can find us on EliteFirearms.us. All right, fantastic, Larry. Uh, we look forward to having you on the show again sometime. Again, thank you very much for all that you do. Thank you, sir. I appreciate everything that you do. So, And I hope you and your family have a great Christmas. All right, you too, Larry. This is Skip Coriel from the Home Defense Show. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Welcome to my dad's home defense radio show. You're going to love it. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Okay, folks, this is Kip Coriel. Welcome back to the Home Defense Show. We have a special treat for you today. We have a... A uh, man named Chris Ford with us. He has written an incredible book called A Family Guide to Gun Safety. Chris, welcome to the Home Defense Show. Oh, Skip, thanks so much for having me. Hey, not a problem. Now, you're in North Carolina right now. That would put you warmer than in Michigan, would it not? I think probably most every day we would be warmer than Michigan. <laughs> I think you're right. Uh, North Carolina is a, a great state. Uh, the only time I did time in North Carolina was at Camp Lejeune, and you can probably figure that one out. Oh, yeah, I got that figured out. No, no, okay. I'm in Michigan. It was always cold there, though. Well, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Come up in uh, July, and uh, it's kind of nice. Well, Chris, um, 
Before we start talking about your book, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, what your day job is, and okay, well, I grew up on a uh, on a cattle farm in Missouri, the first person in my family to go to college, and I've got a degree in aerospace engineering, and that degree led me into motorsports, which was really kind of my dream job was to work on IndyCar teams and NASCAR teams, and uh, right now I I work on a on a high level Winston uh, Sprint Cup team. So, oh wow! Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, yeah. So very blessed. Have a great career. Yeah, yeah. So you've uh, this is like your second dream come true. You got your your dream job during the day, and and then now you're a, a published author. Um, so boy, you I, I, are the blessings just keep coming. You are living the dream. That's that's <laughs> fantastic. Well, Chris, tell me about your family. You've got uh, I think you've got kids, right? Right, yeah, so um, Ainsley's three, she'll be four on New Year's Eve, and Austin just turned two. And then my wife, Jennifer, um, we've been married for about five years now, so it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, we've, got a, we've got a great thing going. We're very excited. All right. Hey, happy, happy American success story. That's good. Uh, <laughs> well, Chris, the book, How? Did, tell me the story about how you decided to go ahead and, uh, and write this. Well, what happened was, you know, we've got young children in the home, and we also have guns in the home. So I sort of set out to find a book that um, I could read to the kids, and my wife could read to the kids they love to be read to. And we tried a few different uh, children's books on gun safety, and nothing really kept their attention. You know, they wanted to talk about Doc McStuffins or whatever was on their mind at the time. And with that, I just felt like I, I really needed to come up with something to make sure that... They understood the rules of our house, and that we had guns in the house, and it was a serious issue. From that, I just started the book. It's got some wonky artwork, and it really, really keeps the children's attention. So we've read it to by hundreds and hundreds of kids, and mm-hmm. every one of them very engaged with it. We hear a lot of feedback yeah. from parents, but you know they're so thankful that we wrote the book because the children will pay attention to it, and it's interesting for them, and. You know, even some children have the book memorized and can recite it back. So it's uh, it's really incredible. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. No, I uh, I have three kids uh, still at home. I have a ten-year-old boy, a seven-year-old boy, and then a, a five-year-old uh, little girl. And I've read them uh, the book as well. And you're you're right okay. about the artwork. They they love the the artwork. It's a great way to teach kids gun safety. I mean, that that's one of the the biggest hurdles, especially for women, that they want to get, they may, they want to be protected at home, but they don't want a gun in the house because they've been taught by the media that, you know, you're more likely to be shot by uh, your own gun than uh, a criminal who enters your home. And, you know, so if they can get past that and have confidence that the gun's going to be locked up and, and that the, the kids know how to handle it, they're more likely to go ahead and, and take on that that responsibility of protecting yourself. So, how do you how do you lock your your guns up at home? What's your system? Yeah, we have a we have a very large safe that we keep everything locked up in. <clears throat> Ainsley has got a BB gun. We got it for her last year for her birthday, and you know it's a little big for her, so she can't hold it by herself. Which actually is a really good thing because it allows me to be really close with her and yeah. help her hold the gun and go through all the safety procedures. And we got her started, you know, pretty early. That might not be 
the right age for everybody's kid. It just sort of depends on, you know, how their maturity level is. But it, it has really worked out great because I'm able to be so close to her when she shoots that BB gun that she's able to be, you know, instructed really strictly and make sure to be very careful with it. So we, we yeah. keep all the guns locked up if the children want to use a BB gun. Then they've got to come ask mommy or daddy, and then they've got to have super close supervision. That's the way it's got to be. I mean, you know, it's not like a bicycle or a toy or something. You know, they take it without permission. Nobody's going to die. But with a gun, it's—I mean—there's less forgiveness there. Uh, oh yeah. Less, less room for errors. I'm, I'm glad to do that. I'm, we do the same thing here at our house. We've got several gun safes and. The kids don't get the combination. They don't need it. Um, but but at the same time, if my, my kids know that if they want to touch my gun, they can do it. But first, they come to Daddy and say, Daddy, can I touch your gun? And I'll, I'll say yes, and then I'll, I'll make everything safe, and they can touch it, and they can handle it. And that gives us an opportunity to talk about safety rules. You know, always keep the gun okay. pointing in the safe direction, keep your finger off the trigger until ready to shoot, and uh, all those uh, good things. So you sat your kids down and you uh, went over uh, the gun safety rules with them. How, how often does your, uh, you said your three-year-old, how, how often uh, do they want to, to shoot that BB gun? We do it once a week normally. You know, on Saturday oh, okay. we try to do it, but, you know, a lot of times she wants to do it, but it's dark outside or whatever, and we can't really do it. But she she has a lot of interest in it. And I think it's super important uh, to educate these children at a young age. We feel like education is so important for our kids, and we, we want to pick the best school or the best private school, or we want to homeschool them. We somehow forget how important it is to have firearms education. Even if you're a, a parent of children and you don't have firearms in the home, at some point children are going to come into contact with firearms, whether you know they're three years old or they're 30. And the sooner you can educate them on them, the better off they're going to be. You have to catch them young because there's so much competition out there. I mean, you've got video games, you've got television, you've got social media. And, boy, my experience with firearms and also with, with hunting, anything outdoors, boy, if you don't catch them when they're two, three, four years old, after that, it's too late. They're too interested in, in other things. Uh, it's a different world now than, you know, when I grew up. I'm 37 years old, and I grew up out, out on a farm. You know, we didn't have a lot of uh, electronics and stuff, but there weren't the, all the social media and, and all of the things that the kids have to take up their time now. So, mm -hmm. you know, it was, it was easier to get outdoors and, you know, hunt and fish and, you know, more casual things like that. For now, everything yeah. is electronic and advanced, but you've absolutely got to get them at an early age just to get that education into it. Well, yeah, and I'm 59, by the way. <laughs> when, when I grew up, uh, I don't. They didn't have electricity when I grew up. <laughs> Did they have running water back then? No. Well, yeah, it was running water, but it was in the creek. You know, that, that's what running water meant back then. But uh, people ask me if I was to go back in time, what what time would it be? You know, what year would I choose? And I always say. I wouldn't want to go back any farther than when we didn't have air conditioning. <laughs> okay. so however far back that would be. I, I don't want to go back any farther than before air conditioning. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, actually, I think air conditioning had been invented when I was a kid. 
but it was uh, you know, one of those fans that you work manually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get back to Family Guide to Gun Safety. This book is just awesome. Uh, when I first saw the book, you know, I looked at the uh, the artwork. It's kind of unique um, for a children's book. <laughs> when, when I looked at it, my first thought was, wow, oh, man, that, that might scare the crap out of some kids. But then yeah. I looked at it some more because the characters are kind of kind of weird. And I thought, yeah, they're the monsters. Looks, they are. Yeah, it looks like the Simpsons. And then I thought, right. wow, the Simpsons are very popular, and it doesn't scare kids at all. It is unique. It is different. Yeah, that's a really good comparison. If you think about the popular cartoon shows right now, maybe not cartoon shows 20 years ago, but like Simpsons and Family Guy and, you know, those, those yeah. sort of uh, mainstream popular cartoons, those aren't high-quality artwork. That's really right. wonky-looking artwork, but it keeps people's attention. And this book yeah. is really similar to that. We, we really uh, lucked out on, on the artwork. Well, and there's also that uh, a lot of the animation now, it's not like, when we were kids growing up, uh, Walt Disney-type animation, this is right. different kind of stuff. I mean, like anime, and that's really popular right now. Um, it's not what I would call realistic. It's more surreal kind of a thing. But the kids love it, and, boy, it gets them into the book and into the story and into the whole message, which is, well, let's talk about the, the message for a second. You know, in your book, what are the rules for kids to uh, follow as far as guns are concerned? The rules that we talked about in the book is if you ever see a gun, whether you're inside the home or outside the home, find an adult you can trust and talk to them about it. So we always have a really open dialogue about in, in our house about guns, and, you know, it, it's always open for discussion and conversation and, and question and answers. Another thing is that, you know, in the book, Mommy and Daddy Love You Very Much, and <clears throat> you're our greatest gift from God, and one of our responsibilities as a parent is to make sure that we keep you safe. You know, it's really just about asking mommy and daddy before you ever touch a gun or finding an adult that you trust. You know, if mommy and daddy say no, we'll find something else fun. Yeah. So, you know, you talked about God. Uh, so I assume you, you are, uh, are you a Christian? Oh, yeah. Yep. A absolutely hardcore Bible-talking, Jesus-loving Christian. <laughs> You're down in the Bible Belt down there, huh? Yeah, yeah, we're down there. And, you know, I grew up in Missouri. We were down in the Bible Belt down there, too. So uh, North Carolina is not too much different from Missouri. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I play electric guitar at church every week, and uh, I've got a lot of great blessings in my life that would have never happened but without, mm -hmm. without God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit being involved. Same here. I mean, uh, my family were very uh, devout Christians. Uh, you know, it's odd. it seems like Christians and guns just seem to go hand in hand. <laughs> I'm not sure what it means. I'm not sure what the deal is either, but uh, it is kind of that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think we, we do believe that the Second Amendment is a God-given right. You know, the government didn't give it to us, and therefore the government can't take it away and think those are good, solid, core values. You know, I'm very, very happy uh, with this book, Chris. And I want uh, ever, all of our listeners, go to Amazon.com and check out this book. It's called A Family Guide to Gun Safety by Chris Ford from North Carolina, the, the Bible-thumping uh, aviation engineer race car guy uh, from uh, North Carolina. 
um, and get this book for your kids, buy it for your nieces and nephews, um, all that. You know, it doesn't cost that much, but it literally could uh, save the life of a child uh, that you love, and it's just a great tool to enter into a conversation about, about guns uh, with your kids. So, okay, well, hey, Chris, we are just about out of time for this segment, but, hey, we uh, appreciate having you on, and we wish you the best of luck. Uh, with your new book, A Family Guide to Gun Safety. Again, people can get that uh, at Amazon.com. Chris, thank you very much. Stay warm down there in North Carolina and wear a Hawaiian shirt for me today, all right? <laughs> we'll do it, brother. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Skip. Thank you, Chris. All right, folks, we will be back in a couple of minutes. We just need a few words from our sponsor. Again, keep those uh, guns safe from your kids and teach them how to use them. This is Skip Coriel on the Home Defense Show. We will be right back. My name is Felix Coriel. Welcome to the Home Defense Show with my dad, Skip Coriel. We'll be right back. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Home Defense Show. This, of course, is Skip Coriel, your host. We've had a good show. This is segment four. We've talked to Chris Ford about his family guide to firearm safety. We've talked to Larry Jackson from Elite Firearms and Training about selecting and getting personally fitted for a firearm. That was good stuff. It is 37 degrees here in downtown Martin, Michigan. I woke up this morning and there was a little bit of dusting of snow on the ground. Perfect for hunting. But now it's raining and that snow's all going away. Let me give you a little update on the uh, Coriel Family Food Assistance Program. One of the nice things about this show is that it's recorded, so... One segment could be done on Monday, another segment could be done on Wednesday. This segment's being done on Thursday, and the show airs tomorrow. Well, between segment one and segment four, I have shot another deer. The huge mama bear monster doe of the forest here. I shot this deer last night, about a half hour before dark, and oh man, I could not drag her out of the woods. I, uh, she was just too heavy. So I drug her down into the creek that runs through our property, and I 
just waded through the creek, dragging her upstream, which was a lot easier because of the weight, or the lack of weight, rather. So, hey, I've got another big doe hanging in the garage there. A couple of days, I'll go out there and cut her up and turn her into burger. That'll be fantastic. After that, I just need one more deer, and this one's going to have to be a buck. I want to get that big buck. Told you I was going to do it, so I'll do my best. All right, enough of that. Um, we had some mail this week. I, you know, this is the fifth week, and, I, and I've often wondered, is anyone actually listening to this show? Does anyone hear my voice? Apparently, they are, because we got several uh, emails this past week about the show, um, and they have some questions. So let's go over the uh, mailbag here right now. Okay, first email is from Lori, and Lori says, I just wanted to say hi and tell you that I finished your book, Civilian Combat. Most excellent. Very easy to read and understand. I will definitely be sharing and recommending it. Uh, Lori, you're an incredible judge of literature and have great taste in literature. I just have to say that. Uh, she also says, we have also been listening to your radio show, Home Defense. Nice work and keep up the good fight. Something that might be interesting would be talking to someone who has had to defend themselves with their weapon. It would be interesting to hear how they reacted because of their training, what they still would have done differently, etc. Just a thought, Merry Christmas, blah, blah, blah. Um, actually, that is an excellent idea. Well, I've been thought, I've been thinking of, but I just haven't uh, put that into practice yet. I will be looking for people who have had to defend themselves against deadly threats. If any of you are in that boat and you would like to come on the show and be interviewed, that would be fantastic. Um, I'd love to do that. I mean, we did that with Rick Ector a couple weeks ago, but we would like to do more of that. I, in fact, I'd like to do a segment every week interviewing people who actually had to use their firearm or who had some type of a deadly uh, threat posed against them, and we can go over it, break it down, analyze it, what they do right, what they do wrong, what would they do different next time. So that is an excellent idea, Lori, and we will certainly be pursuing that. If any of you out there know someone who have had to use deadly force to protect themselves or were even in a deadly force situation, Put them in contact with me, and I would love to go over their scenario on the uh, radio show. Because, as you know, all of self-defense is scenario-based. There are millions and millions of different scenarios. All scenarios are extremely fluid and dynamic. They change from moment to moment to moment. So we would love to do that. Okay, the next question comes from Brett. And Brett says, I have enjoyed listening to your podcast and have a question that you could answer, maybe on your show or by reply. I have two daughters, ages three and five. The scenario is that I have taken them shopping and we are leaving the grocery store. As we walk to the car, with each of them holding my hand, I see a man approaching us with a weapon ready to do us bodily harm. I know that I will have to draw my weapon to defend us, but I have two girls holding my hands and they're scared. My attention is divided on dealing with the threat and worry that my girls will end up in my line of fire, grabbing onto my legs or run off in the parking lot in front of a car. If the aggressor is carrying a gun, I also worry about my girls being shot or worse. This leads me to my question. What or how do you do you prepare or teach your children what to do in that situation? 
I know to have a security plan at home when dealing with an intruder, but what if you're out of the home with young children? Any insight would be greatly appreciated. Thank you for your time, Brett. Brett, that is an awesome question, and it's a tough question to answer, too. In general, what you want to do, and uh, I do this, and I've I've uh, talked to my kids about this. I've t- I tell my kids, as soon as mommy or daddy draw their gun, drop down on the ground. That puts them out of the line of fire. I know a lot of cops will teach their kids this as well. It's not a perfect answer, but in the situation you've just described, the reality is you cannot run. If it was just you, you could take off. You could run. You could get out of the way. You could avoid. But in this situation, you've got two little kids, and you can't run away. You can't get out of the way in time. And there, either you're going to totally comply, which puts you and your two little girls uh, at the mercy of uh, a bad guy with a gun, or you're going to resist, which means there's going to be a gunfight. We're talking shootout at the OK Corral here. So the best thing that you can do for your kids is get them down on the ground. Just yell, get down as you're drawing your gun. Move side to side um, because a moving target is harder to hit. And you're going to have to be the one to get first bullets on target. In most gunfights, the first person to score a critical hit will win the gunfight. And critical hit is defined as any hit to the central nervous system or to a major organ. As soon as your body is hit in a major organ, the body, the body's ability and the psych- psychological ability to hurt you, uh, to use deadly force against you, is lessened. So you want to get that first hit. And depending on the situation... Some will say go for the head shot. Some will say go for the body shot. I'm saying for most people, you're going to want to go for that body shot. Uh, Aim for center of exposed mass, which is going to be the sternum. Try and get that heart shot. Uh, If you miss and get the lungs, that's good too. You get good penetration. You hit the spine. You know, but you're going to want to lay down a lot of fire. Um, I know that raises the question of, well, what about the people you know, beyond the the target, you know, you don't want to hit innocent uh, bystanders. That's true. But your primary concern at this point is you and your two little girls. If you're going to be in a gunfight, win that gunfight. At this point in time, if you lose the gunfight, either your little girls are going to be left without a daddy for the rest of their lives and your wife is without a husband or they're going to die or be abducted, uh, raped and killed, whatever. So what you need to do is to worry about your little girls. You need to take the bad guy out. You know, one of the things that we practice, you know, two to the chest, one to the head. Um, for most people, you're just going to want a rapid-fire center of exposed mass until that bad guy uh, leaves uh, or till he drops down to the pavement. That was an excellent question. Um, that leads me to my next uh, item here, future guests that we're going to interview. One of the guys that I want to interview, his name is Gabe Suarez. Gabe, he's like the, the hardcore 
uh, no-holds-barred self-defense gun trainer. He advocates a lot of headshots. He advocates a lot of practice. Um, Just some very extreme um, shooting techniques uh, and tactics. The guy is just a no-holds-bar, take-out-the-terrorist, shoot-the-bad-guy kind of guy. Um, I, I read his newsletter all the time. I've never spoken with him personally or taken his training. But his training is on my list. He deals a lot with close-quarters combat, force-on-force training, reality-based training. And that's something that I need to do to broaden out uh, my own self-defense training skills. So we'll have Gabe on here, and maybe I'll run that question past him as well, see what a real extreme self-defense guy uh, would do. Uh, Another guest we're going to be having on is Larry Pratt. Larry Pratt is the founder of Gun Owners of America. Um, He's a personal friend of mine. Um, He was uh, one of the guys who got on board the Second Amendment March way back in 2009, And Gun Owners of America, they helped us out financially and um, public relations-wise. They were were just fantastic for Second Amendment March, and Larry spoke at the Second Amendment March in Washington, D.C. So if, you know, I talk about Second Amendment March a little bit. If you're not familiar with that, go to secondamendmentmarch.com. That's all lowercase, all words, secondamendmentmarch.com, and check it out. Um, we uh, had that march on Washington, D.C. We did rallies in about 35 different states across the country, state capitals, all in one year. I took 19 months off from my work, from my self-employment businesses here, and I just organized that Second Amendment march. It was a great uh, thing to do. Um, I got a lot of friends from Second Amendment march. And I appreciate all of you that attended that. Um, We still go to different states to do state capital rallies. If any of you are in a uh, state other than Michigan where I live and you want a state capital Second Amendment march rally at your state capital, or it doesn't even have to be in a state capital, if you want me to come and uh, talk about the Second Amendment, you just let me know. You can... uh, Get a hold of me at skipcoriel at hotmail.com. That's skipcoriel at hotmail.com. And check out the website, secondamendmentmarch.com. Um, what else do we have? Oh, civilian combat. Christmas, Christmas is coming up. Civilian combat is coming out on audiobook. It should be on audible.com, acx.com, amazon.com sometime in the next week. So check out the audiobook. Um, the producer and narrator for that was a friend of mine named Glenn Russell from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Glenn, uh, we affectionately call him The Voice. He's got this really deep, masculine voice. So, Glenn, thank you very much for uh, narrating the book. Um, go to Amazon.com um, and buy some copies of Civilian Combat, the Concealed Carry book. That's my book uh, for your friends and relatives for Christmas. Also, pick up Chris Ford's book, A Family Guide to Gun Safety. Um, Fantastic book. While you're at it, check out uh, Brian Jeffs and Nathan Nephew's book, My Parents Open Carry. We will have them on sometime in the future as well. Okay, unfortunately, we are out of time here. 
but I appreciate the last hour of your time. Please tell your friends, uh, relatives about uh, the Home Defense Show. I want to grow. I want this to be a success. So help pass the word on Facebook, uh, all your email friends. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.